welcome to the OBSCAST student podcast, brought to you by the medical students of UCD and RCSI. Please note that this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult your doctor if you have any concerns about your health or pregnancy. These podcasts were created in accordance with the RCOG guidelines. My name is Matthew Kelly and in this podcast we will be discussing antenatal testing. Mrs. Mary Shields is aged 37 and is nine weeks pregnant. Her cousin, aged 42, recently had a baby with Down syndrome and she was anxious to find out if her baby was affected as she read in the news that syndromes run in families. She wants to know as soon as possible as the worry has been weighing very heavily on her and she has come to you, her GP, for help. Hi, Miss Shields, is it? Yeah, you can call me Mary. Hi, Mary. Uh, nice to see you again. So. What can I do for you today? So um, my cousin recently had a baby with Down syndrome. He's a gorgeous little boy, but it was a big shock to them. And I read in the news that this can run in families. I'm nine weeks pregnant myself now, and I'm really worried. So I just kind of wanted to talk to you about that. Okay. Well, first, let me say congratulations on the pregnancy. Would you mind if I ask you some basic questions before we start? No problem. Great. So what age are you, please? I'm 37. Okay. And have you had a pregnancy test? Yeah, it was about four weeks ago. And do you remember the date of the first day of your last menstrual period? Ooh, I haven't got the exact date to hand, but it's in my diary one sec. It was nine weeks and three days ago. Okay, and so you said you were worried about Down syndrome. Is there any particular reason for that? I think I heard somewhere that when you're older, you were more likely to have a baby with Down syndrome, but I'm not sure at what age you consider old. Okay, well that's right. The risk does go up with your age, but it's still quite rare. So there's a lot of numbers here, but let me say one in 600 of all babies born in Ireland have Down syndrome. But if you have a baby at 35, the risk is about one in 300. And at age 40, it goes up to one in 100. And age 45, it's one in 50. So your risk would be somewhere between one in 300 and one in 100. But I want to be clear, this is not something of particularly high risk for you. In fact, the chances are less than 1%. But my cousin's baby has it. Honestly, I don't think that'll affect your baby. There are three ways Down syndrome can occur, and only one of them is hereditary or runs in families, and that makes up up only 1% of cases. Also, even if this was the type that was in your family, we'd only really be concerned if it was one of your parents' siblings that had this type of Down syndrome, rather than a child of your cousin. So basically there's enough separation there, and even still, cases that run in families are so rare, if that makes sense. I think it does, and I didn't think it was that low risk actually, but I'd still like to be sure. Okay, I understand that. So what I'll do is I'll talk you through your options in order to look into this more. But it's important to say right away that no test can be 100% accurate on matters like this. And also, some of these tests have their own risk that I'm going to speak to you about too. Is that okay? Yeah, I know it can't be perfect, but I feel like I need more information. I understand completely. So what I'm going to do now is talk you through your options, and there are three altogether. The first is what we call the wait and see approach. And I understand this is probably the least attractive for you. So if you take this option, what we'll do is we'll wait until 18 to 20 weeks for what we call the anatomy scan. This looks at your baby from head to toe to make sure everything is as we would expect it to be. Now, this finds about two thirds of major issues, like things like spina bifida and problems with the heart, but it only detects about 40% of cases of Down syndrome. Hmm, I'm sorry, I just don't think that sounds like it'll help. I understand. So the second option we can take is wait until 11 weeks and we can look at the baby's nuchal translucency. 
And what that is, is how much fluid is behind their neck. And this is often higher in babies with Down syndrome. This combined with a blood test for the hormones in your blood will detect around 88% of babies with Down syndrome. But I need to warn you that one in 20 of these uh, will turn out to be wrong and the baby won't have the condition. Okay, again, I don't think that's gonna help me relax and I want to be able to relax and you know, enjoy being pregnant. Of course, I understand. So I think the last option will let you do that. You might have heard of it, it's called the NIPS test and I can organize it for you right away. The brand names you might have heard are the Harmony or the Panorama. So Down syndrome is a genetic condition and we can actually detect the baby's genetic material in your blood. So that this test involves is taking a sample of your blood and analyzing the baby's DNA that we find. Um, this also actually tests for two other conditions called Edwards and Patel's, but they're much rarer. And this test is around 95% accurate. I read that someone had an abortion after that test and then it turned out the baby was fine. That's right, that did actually happen. And that's why I need you to remember that no test is perfect. But what we can do is add on another test to that to increase the accuracy. Um, and we can ask the hospital to do these tests. So we either take a small piece of your placenta in a test called CVS or chorionic villus sampling, or we can take some of the fluid around the baby called, in a test called amniocentesis. And both tests are again looking at the baby's DNA. And this is much more accurate and basically as close to 100% as we can possibly get. And how do you get the piece of placenta? So what we do is we take a needle and place it through your tummy and just take a tiny piece of placenta. And the whole process is guided by ultrasound, so it's quite safe, but it does have risks. Um, and it's also, it's not particularly painful, but some people do find it a little bit upsetting. Okay, so I do a blood test, and if that comes back positive, then I do the needle test. That's right. And how accurate is that? It's the best test we currently have. And what are the risks? So there are some risks. Um, so it can cause bleeding, and very rarely it can cause an infection. But the major risk I need to warn you about is there's a 1% chance it can cause a miscarriage. And can I just have the blood test and then decide later if I want to have the needle test? Absolutely, it's totally up to you. Okay, I think I'd like to do that. I feel like I just need to know. I understand, and I can order that for you. So have you any other questions? I feel bad for asking, but I know you can't get an abortion after 12 weeks unless the baby is very sick. Does Down syndrome count? Under current legislation, no. Uh, cases of Down syndrome are not eligible for an abortion in Ireland after 12 weeks as the syndrome is not a fatal fetal abnormality. So if you do not wish to continue with the pregnancy, you would need to travel to another country to have an abortion in these circumstances. And how long will all the tests take? Once you have the blood test done, then the results should take one to two weeks. Would I be able to get the test results back before 12 weeks? The blood test may be back, but we would not be able to get the full CVS results as they normally do two tests to make sure the results are absolutely accurate. One of these tests takes at least two weeks and that's called the karyotype and it can't be done quickly. Um, the earliest amniocentesis can be done in 15 weeks so again that wouldn't be an option for you if you wanted urgent results. Okay. So have you any other questions before I order the test for you? No that's fine thanks for talking me through it. This podcast was written by Matthew Kelly and voiced by Molly Murphy O'Kane and Matthew Kelly. Links to the written notes and sources used in the podcast are included in the description. I'd like to thank Professor Mary Higgins for her help and expertise in creating this podcast and to Kevin Murphy for allowing us to use the recording studio. Thank you for listening to this episode of Obscast and we hope you found it useful and join us again soon.